If you liked it, you should have put an Elden Ring on it. Today on... All right. Welcome, everybody, today to Press B to Cancel. My name is Chard Monk. I will be hosting the show. Uh, with me, as always, is the ever-charismatic Sinistar. Hey, everybody. Charisma guy! Care. I didn't expect that. All right, and the the all-knowing and effervescent Sick Jake, sir. H- hello. I'll have to look what that word means, but sure. Good to be here. I think it means airy and light. Oh, I don't know. That's not me. <laughs> you know, you know what else is Arian Light? One of the greatest games to ever be released in the year 2022. Hitting the streets in late February of 2022 came a little known indie game that nobody has ever played. Uh, the 25th, as a matter of fact, um, from another company that nobody knows about from software with a little name. Uh. <laughs> Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Have you guys heard of this game, Elden Ring? Has anybody even heard of this game, Elden Ring? I'm here because I want to know what the is Elden Ring. I paid both of these gentlemen to be here tonight because neither of them wanted to talk about this. <laughs> That's right. So this 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 one's this one's fully led by me. You told me my checks uh, in the Elden mail. Ring. Elden Ring is uh, your check's not in the mail. You can come get it. Uh, Elden Ring is uh, it's an open world FromSoft game uh, that is basically from the same company that we know that does all the Dark Souls games, as well as Bloodborne, Sekiro, Armor Core, which I know a lot of you guys are yeah. fans of. FromSoft did Armor Core, um, and another another little gem that Wolf found. Um, what was it called? It's called like. Golden no, Ring remember. or some noise or something for PlayStation 4. Uh, we think it's the successor. We think it's the spiritual successor to Elden Ring because they both have rings in them. Eternal Ring. They don't. Eternal, Eternal Ring. Thank Eternal you. Ring. Yes. yes. Eternal Ring is the precursor to Elden Ring just because rings were involved. Um, you know what else they did? For those of you who don't know, what's that? You know what else from software did? Cookies and Cream. They did Cookies and Cream. I think it was the PS, PS2. I saw that earlier. And did I they really? Resist. Yeah. Wasn't that a platformer? Put, I think so. Yeah. Cookies, you, yeah. I have to know. Do you put the cookies in the oven and then it says they died once they go in? <laughs> yeah, we got to find out now. Now we got to play it. <laughs> it kind of fades onto the screen in like, yeah, like text. It, uh-huh. Uh-huh. They died. They baked. Yeah. They <laughs> baked. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about drugs youtube no we're not no. we are a christian right, Minecraft podcast um so let's uh let's get some deets about this wonderful uttering for the people out here who don't know anything about elden ring and possibly live under rocks um or a cave of some kind um elden ring is basically an open world third person rpg they call it an rpg but every single tiktok i've watched on it says what am i role-playing the victim <laughs> yes yes you are you are playing you are playing a victim you are playing one of the tarnished which is apparently a, a group of people i don't i don't know if it's a race or if it's just a culture of people um that were cast out of a world called the lands between 
the lands between were ruled over by several demigods and had the power of the Elden Ring. Well, when the Elden Ring shattered, it released all of the tarnishes to come back in to claim their right as Elden Lords. So the premise of the game is you have been allowed back into the worlds between and your job is to become the Elden Lord. How you do it is really freaking hard. <laughs> I got to ask. But so it's because you just explained the plot far better than the game actually does. <laughs> I was True. always confused with the story in this game. So tarnished are dead, right? Because that was always a theme in the From Software games is that you're dead and you're trying to get your life back in a way. I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm willing to bet on that. I'm willing to lean on it that you are basically an undead person coming back because that's why you can keep resurrecting yourself every time you perish. I don't know if that's 100% true, but it sounds like it makes the most sense, especially with the storylines that come from Dark Souls, uh, Bloodborne, all that stuff. Literally, death is. Is it's not? I think um, I can't pronounce his name here. Uh, Miyazaki, we'll just go with that. Uh, said in an interview that he actually did not think as death as a bug, but as a as something to learn from, because you know we die and come back to life all the time. But his um, his view on it was it to not to be something to stifle you, but it's to something for you to, to learn from and grow from it. So that's why his games are synonymous with the, you died screen and every single game that he's put up there. I'm pretty sure Armor Court has a, you died screen on there too. So it's true to life. It's, no. it's uh, I've, I've learned something every time I've died. It's true. You to know, life. I've died so many times sure. that I don't think I'll ever live. Yeah. Mm. If it continues mm. in life, that's how this works. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like Miyazaki uh, took the the you know the the old adage there you know death is a part of life and was like uh, I'm going to roll with that. Literally, because you can dodge roll enemies. I like how that <laughs> looped back around. That was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, my check better be in the mail for you know feeding you that one. <laughs> Every time you talk, you lose a digit. Um, I kid, I kid. It's in the mail. Uh, <laughs> so. Guys, I've um, I, I feel like I'm the only one that has completed it within our nice little trifecta that we have today. Here, is that true, and why is that true? It is true, uh, or well, at least in my case, it's true um, for for a couple of reasons. Uh, first off, I've had I've had kind of a uh, I, I'm not even going to say hit and miss uh, experience with From Software. It's more a miss and miss experience with From Software. Um, I started with uh, Demon Souls on the PS3, and um, you know you die in the first five minutes, and I was like, mm, "That's that's a good game, thanks." And you know, took it out and put it <laughs> probably Uncharted or something, right? Um, and then I, I ended up trying out um, Dark Souls Two, and um, once again, you know, Dark Souls hard. And probably made it a little further, got a couple hours in, but I was like, this is brutal and I'm tired and went and played something else. Uh, and so, um, then of course I watched you play through it on your, on your Twitch channel. Um, and so part of it is, uh, that, you know, it is, it is, and we'll get to difficulty, right. But I'll just say there is a lower level of difficulty compared to dark souls. Um, so I, I definitely can play it. And I've got, I think, five or six hours in the game. But after watching you play it for 
I don't know, 80 to 100 hours, I was like, okay, I'm enjoying this, but do I have that kind of time investment? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the rub that I run into is, is, uh, uh, I, I, I always have grandiose designs to play these huge games and then I get into them and I'm like, well, that's a lot of time. It is a lot of so, time. Yeah. Jake, what about your resume, man? What, where does your resume lead you into this wonderful journey through the lands between? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't even going to play Elden Ring because similar to Sinistar for Dark Souls two and three, especially I bounced off really quickly. Uh, I later came back to two, but for the most part, I bounced off within five minutes. So I kind of just felt I was done with From Software's games. But then the reviews of Elden's sign were Elder, Elder Ring, Elden Ring. It's been a long week, guys. Not Elder, 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 Elder Elden. Elder, Elder signs Ring. are uh, Elder signs are Cthulhu totally different things. Thing. So yeah. Elder signs are Cthulhu. same company though. <laughs> same company, sure. So Elden Ring, the, the reviews were so amazing. Like this game just out of nowhere was slamming sales charts. So I figure I got to try it. And I'm glad I did because I got really quite into it. The open world aspect of this game really grabbed me. And much like you chart, I, I immediately obsessed with it. I was playing it for dozens of hours at a time. I was, it's been a while since I've been this obsessed with a game, especially a souls game, right? Like I maybe put 25 hours into dark souls Two. Elden ring. I got up to 90 hours. So just exploring even the first zone i spent maybe 40 i think in the first zone of limgrave because no matter where i went in that zone there's something new a new merchant a new cave a new boss i didn't realize like there's a there's an npc called patches in the first zone i haven't even seen him yet i've never met him in the game and apparently he's like near the beginning but i completely missed it i the, for me spending 20 30 hours in one zone I didn't even find the main the, that guy. So it's, it's just insane to me. So I did put a lot of hours into it. But my problem is, much like many games like this, I took a break. I stopped for about two weeks. And then when I went to go back to it, I've lost everything. All the skill <laughs> I built up with this game, lost right? All the all. progress. Yeah, I lost everything <laughs> completely. Like if you are not on top of your game with the bosses later on, there's no handholding. And it doesn't matter what magic spells I used. It didn't matter how many levels I leveled up or how much summons I used, it didn't matter. I just couldn't beat this one certain boss. It was a, a Godskin Apostle, I think his name was, in uh, the tower in Kaled. That's as far as I got. And every time I, I kind of log in to try and do it again and beat him, I keep dying. And it's at the point now where I've done it like 12 times where I've tried to get back into it, and I just can't get in the groove again. I do like the game a lot, and I want to go back and finish it. But I'm at the point now where I'll wait six months, and I'll probably start from the beginning again as much as that's going to hurt me <laughs> so i have not beaten it but i put in sounds almost like, an sounds like my bloodborne playthrough now yeah, really <laughs> you brought up patches patches has a little bit of a tie to other games right yes patches actually fun fact patches is in basically i don't think he's in Sekiro, and if he is i didn't find him but he is literally in every Dark Souls game. I found him in Bloodborne as a as a mm. giant spider, and he is also in Elden Ring. So he's kind of a running thing. But he does the same thing in every game where he you talk to him and he talks to you real nicely, and then he tricks you, and then you either unlock a whole new area or you have to fight a boss that you didn't expect to fight or something like that. I'm gonna flat out tell you guys my first playthrough of Elden Ring. Well, my only playthrough of Elden Ring. I killed him the minute I saw him. 
Uh, I'm five or six games in and done with his garbage. I'm done. With I was it. about to ask. His patches, I stabbed him and was done. So I was about to ask on your next uh, FromSoft game, if you see patches, are you just going to like shiv? I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't know he was in Bloodborne and I found him in Bloodborne and I was like, I'll let him live. He is a giant spider, but I'll let him live. <clears throat> You're letting the giant spider live, but the guy in a cave, no, nah, man, skewer him. <laughs> no. How does that work? No, I don't trust I don't trust people that live in caves named Patches. <laughs> but he trusts spiders that are people? He lived in an academy, okay? He was amongst learned ooze blobs that are walking around throwing vials of garbage at me. That's all true. All of that is true, actually. It's a true distinction of what's going on. So with your guys' first initial startup, all these games start exactly the same way, right? You start up in, a, in an area, in a building of some kind. You wander outside. You're, you're, you're then enthralled by the enchantment that is the surroundings that you're in. And you take five minutes to go, huh, this is beautiful, right? Absolutely then you proceed stunning. forward and you see writing on the ground, right? Like mm -hmm. any Souls mm -hmm. game. And you read such clever adages such as two fingers, but whole. Uh, or things that are up against cliffs that say jump. Yeah, leap of you faith. You clearly should not be doing that. Right. But I digress. Can you hold one second? So you second? move forward. Oh. Yo, hit me. When you say secret ahead or a jump here, before you even see that vista, you're in the cave in the beginning. The tutorial area is in a pit that you literally have to go into. And when I first came up to that pit, there's text on the floor that says secret ahead. I almost ignored it thinking, <laughs> no, I know Souls games. I know this is a troll. I almost didn't do it. And then I thought, maybe I should. They wouldn't kill you that quickly. Or they wouldn't kill you in the beginning of the game. And I'm glad I did, because that's what the tutorial is. And you could totally right, miss yep. the tutorial if you think yep. that text is a troll. I thought that was hilarious. I read... I, that's actually very true, yeah. I read uh, an article that said that one of the patches, they changed it so that there's more steering toward um the the tutorial because a lot of people i think had the same response that you yeah, did yeah <laughs> well i didn't i did. didn't go through it i missed the whole thing but <laughs> i mean i was i was fresh off of dark souls 3 so it wasn't like i was going in totally blind like you guys were i missed yeah. the whole i had no idea that was down there i like you thought it was death and i went no i've played too many of these games the last three months we're gonna just go right out that door uh, and sure enough, and that's where the joke for me comes from, because the tutorial's down there and you fight things in the tutorial because it teaches you how to guard, it teaches you how to parry, right. attack, blah, blah, blah. I never did that. So I went straight into the noise, which was fine. It, not a whole lot changed between the two games. But you go into, you, you go through the Coliseum, you go up this ladder or up this uh, elevator, thank you. And you go out this door and you see the lands between. And I guarantee every single, every human with eyes that function all said the same thing. It's gorgeous. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. You're led to an NPC that then tells you that you are maidenless and insults you, which is whatever. That's fine. Then you go, huzzah, let's go on an adventure. And you walk down a hill and you immediately get completely destroyed by the first boss of the game, which is the first enemy I encountered, the Tree Sentinel. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. 
being a fan of from software and uh and the developers of that that literally they just they wanted and my now this is my total opinion this this doesn't mean any, there's may not have even merit behind it but i believed that they put this guy here so that you could think about how to get around it because it is an open world game and all of us that have played any of these Soulsborne games know that when you run into a boss, you got to take it on. Mm. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can say yeah. nope and peace out and roll out and go wherever you want. Um, and I think that was kind of their their signature way, but also kind of sliding in that you don't have to fight this dude right off the bat. And of course, all of us spent, well, at least myself, I can't say for everybody in here, at least spent six hours fighting that freaking dude and only to not or find a way to cheese him, which I did because I can't yeah, move I forward that. until the, the completion is talking into me. Um, what about I, I you guys? What was your experience walking in and being like, hey, and then having this this giant dude come and kick your ass? Well, I have I the, know, whoever that was. I have the advantage of of having watched you go through that. Right. And so I knew that the tree sentinel was coming up. And uh, first off, I want to call out, you say this is their way of kind of like, you know, showing you that this is an open world and you can avoid it. I'm going to start calling it uh, FromSoft's irrational game design. They force you into doing like a new methodology or a different way of doing it via irrational game design, right? Here's the thing that's going to murder you until you realize I can go around it. Yes. Um. And uh, so, yeah, my first my first playthrough, I saw the tree sentinel and I basically hid until I could get into that little church area. Right. I just kind of kept skirting around him. And finally, I was like, okay, I can get in there. I can talk to, you know, the the, it's a it's a vendor or something in there. Yeah, it's like a merchant in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I ended up, uh, I mean, I had the advantage of watching you go through that and watching you cheese it, which I thought was hilarious. You got to do what you got to do to get through. Talk to somebody that was like, use a bow. And so you're like, Oh, okay. I need to, (laughs) I was a samurai build. They gave me a bow to start the game. So I used it. That's right. (laughs) I tried using a bow and I ran out of arrows in like 15 minutes. I met of arrows and like, well, there we go. So much like you, I wanted, I did want to try and beat it. And what threw me off is I died instantly the first time. Yeah. But about four or five tries, I was actually doing pretty good, right? He's not that he's not that hard. He is hard, but not as hard as the rest of the game. But I was doing okay with it. And I thought, you know what? Maybe it is beatable and maybe I'll get something really great for beating him so early. I could I knew I could pass him, I can keep going, but I felt I could do it. And it's, I'm glad I tried because I would try and then I run back to the church, you know, maybe talk to the merchant. I would, I would do all that stuff. And it was then where I accidentally, by half a chance, stumbled upon Rani, who's there. Is that how you say your name? Rani? The Blue Witch. Yes. Yes. If the Blue I, Witch. Yes. If I wasn't sitting there grinding the tree sentinel for probably an hour, I would have completely missed her and I would have missed one of the most important items in the game if I didn't mm. do that grinding. So that's why I think. In a way, it is a tutorial for Elden Ring that was put there deliberately to show you that if you did grind it, your reward, your reward is a critical item if you hang out that church long enough. So, and that's the thing about it is that they do sneak in. It feels like they sneak in a lot of stuff that if you're not if you're not open to like exploring and checking things out, you're going to pass right by it. And the item that you pick up is the is the summoning bell. It's the thing that allows mm-hmm. you to summon. The things to come and help you not 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 
only cooperative peeper. That's I think that's the the furled fingers and whatnot. But this bell yeah. allows you to summon the ghosts that come and assist you. And I'll tell you right. what, I leaned on those things throughout the entire game once I got that bell and figured out how to work them. Right. Oh, huge wolves are MVP, right? I don't know, man. You get black knife titch, then 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 you're ready to rock. And the mimic the mimic one's good, anyways. But I digress. People are gonna be like, "What are you even talking about?" Mm. So. <laughs> Not now, so there's another thing that I'm also kind of bothered by was during the playthrough. And I'm going to try not to spoil anything for anybody who is interested in playing this. And I would say this to even the most uh, person that is absolutely no thank you, nothing to do with it, to at least spin it up and just give it a try. It it really is. Jake, like I said, Jake was the same way about it. Sinistar, not so much, but Jake was very much like, no, I want nothing to do with this. I don't like hard games, blah, 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 blah. But he plays Mega Man 1, which is a very difficult game. So I don't know why people Does say he, that I don't play. like playing hard games, but they play retro. All right. I like hard games. I just don't like games that waste your time. And at times, Dark Souls waste your time, especially when you get a little overconfident and you grab maybe one too many souls on you and you die and you lose everything and you realize you just look at your hands. Chard, you look at your hands and you're just like, I spent two hours grinding mobs for souls and I overstepped my, my comfort zone. I got ganked by a, a group of mobs in a hole. I lost everything. I lost two hours of my time. I don't get that time back. At least with Elden Ring, thankfully, not so much of a problem because it's easier to get the souls, right? But when it doesn't respect mm -hmm. your time, that's when I don't like games. But this game respects your time for the most part. I feel like... I'm surprised you can look at your hands. I can't see my hands when my face are buried in them. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I feel like this is now a, 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 a never-ending story meme. They look like such strong hands. Yes. Yes. Why? What have I done? I've played Elden Ring. They look like such strong hands. I thought I could carry the world on my shoulders, but I yeah. can't. But any anywho, I digress. Spin this up, give it a shot, but we'll talk more about how what I think you should do about it later on. The problem with streaming it for everybody and, and having a lot of the people that are, are hanging out with us tonight or watching this or have listened to us watched us do it. There are so many surprises in this game that it's it, it always just felt like no matter what corner you turn into something was going to come and get you something mm. you would just be cruising through a lake killing crabs farming because this this game actually introduced a farming um and oh help me out here like um an item creation system that they didn't have oh, before where system, you can make yes. potions crafting system which you could also miss like, actually you could almost completely bypass crafting by accident if you're not observant which is wild you can literally me. play the game with none of the extra stuff that they introduced to the game you can miss yeah. all of it easily um <laughs> which is another thing going back i'm going to back up just a bit and we talked about it during the open world episode last week that fromsoft games reward you for exploring and I'm not saying that a lot of the stuff was super hidden, but it is easy to miss. But if you were just yeah. casually looking for stuff, you will stumble upon all the things that you need to make this game simple. Now, I didn't really utilize the crafting myself because, like you said, and, you know, not to diss on anybody that likes using crafting in games, but to me, 
I, I'm not investing my time into making that stuff unless it's going to absolutely help me do what I need to do. A lot of the stuff I didn't find was very useful to me, or I'm just too lazy to do it. That's probably more likely to do it. I'm just too lazy and impatient enough to build the stuff. That's truth. But everywhere in this game, there's a surprise. Like I said, you're cra- you're getting crafting items. You're you're beating stuff up to get souls, not souls, but they're called L. We called them LDs, um, but they're like right. faiths and 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 ruins. They're ruins that you pick up. Ruins, yeah. But everybody's going to continue to call them souls because this literally looks like like Dark Souls Four. It really does, <laughs> but so much better than anything that I have played up to this point. Uh, and it's mostly because of the freedom. But you just cruising along, and a friggin' dragon comes out of nowhere. Yeah, there's no cue. There's no warning. There's no nothing. There's a dragon on my ass. Well, That's I in the gonna, first area, like the I was first freaking start out. I was going to say you brought up that you get rewarded for exploration, but you also get punished for exploration <laughs> in certain aspects. Yes, you do. Yeah. But I think it's like yeah. if you don't go into this nook and cranny, you won't find all the good shit. And oh, if you're sure. just running around, pardon me, you just run around in the open, you're going to find something that makes you go into that nook and cranny to get away from the big thing that's out in the open. Can I say one of the surprises, the biggest surprise for me, probably in the early game, and this is the early game, right? It's in the first zone. And there's a there's like a underground area. I get down there. There's a chest. Great. Chests are always good. I open it. And it's like a screen. A message pops up on the screen. Teleportation trap. Like what? What? Mm. What? What do you mean teleportation mm-hmm. trap? And then yep. I look at my map and some a loading screen, and I'm in a mine somewhere, way across the map. Yep. You're put into such a difficult zone, so far away. You're nowhere near your spawn point, and you're stuck there. You're stuck there, and it got to the point where I couldn't get anywhere. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna die and hopefully go back to my spawn point. But you don't. You're stuck in the mine, the hardest damn place at that level, and you can't do nothing but just slowly, repeatedly bang your head against the mine wall until you get out of there. That was insane to me, and I can't believe the game does that. And it's not just once. There's several of those, and every time it happened to me, I'm just like, damn it, every time. There's the a, there's a reason the, the run meme was put into my channel, and yeah. it was because of that stupid cave. Yeah. Is this, that's all you gotta the, do. You just run. Find your way the, out and run. Are these the caves with the absolutely evil shrimp? Yes. Like crystalline? Yes. Th- yes, they're shrimpy things. Yeah. Yeah, and they they yeah. it looks like they're shooting silk at you, but it yeah. you know murders yes. you in one shot. Yeah, yeah. that one. We yeah, it shrimp, took it took forever hell. to go back and find that place and level up and go <laughs> beat it. And the boss in that dungeon is the uh, one of the worst creatures I've ever fought in any Souls game. It's terrible. But yeah, and then this and that's game's the like, other thing. I'll just send you there for fun. Here you go. <laughs> I love it. Hello, new I love players. it. I that stuff. That stuff makes me fucking die. I love that stuff. I think it's hilarious. But when you start out in the game and you first open the map and you're looking at the map, you're like, okay, this this game seems relatively big size. But a lot of people were bragging about like it's it's enormous and it seems like. But when you mm-hmm. first start the game, you're like, okay, it's it's maybe right. you know maybe. Right. And then you just keep going, and the <laughs> it's, the what they show you is not how it ends by any stretch of the imagination. The game is enormous, and yeah. easily takes. I, I mean, I like I said, I think we fought everything, or came damn near fight to fight yeah, everything you, at 145 you, hours, and yeah, that's you, with dying on repeat because there's a lot of deaths involved in that game. 
I would say but, you like 90 plus percent of that game. Like I feel, I feel like, like it. Yeah. I feel like we came close. We took on a lot of the harder bosses and stuff too. And maybe we shadowed some of the stuff that we might've missed. What level were you when you finished it? I don't Do remember? remember. I don't remember. I want to say I, I might've been in the two hundreds. Maybe. Wow. Okay. Either, either upper hundreds or lower two hundreds. The thing about souls games, and this is, this is relative with all of them that I've played. I don't notice what level I am. I'm so focused on my attributes that I don't even think about what, what the overall level is. And I, sometimes I forget that there's even like your level 29. Cause every time you get enough to put something into something that gives you a level, but I'm right. like, what is, I need to get my arcane up. I need to do this to wield this sword. I need to get these weapons. You know, I need to do all this stuff. So I, I might've been in the upper hundreds, lower two hundreds, probably by the time I finished. I was reading a thing uh, yesterday, actually, um, that uh, came up in one of my feeds about um, a player who who purposefully tried to collect a billion runes because apparently like that, that they, like they thought that you could get to a billion and they were thoroughly disappointed because you can get to like nine hundred ninety nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. And then it's like nothing more will will populate. Um but it talked about how I think the level cap is something like 741, something ridiculous. You would never need or that. Though, right? or like, something. Yeah. You wouldn't need it, but I mean, if people are playing new game pluses, then that stuff's just going right. to keep on rolling. If well, you I got it that way. I got to wonder if uh, that, that guy, let me solo her is up in that oh, range, yeah. right? He might be, or he just might be that good. I watched him. He doesn't take a hit. And it's not about like a lot of those guys, they go in there, they have, minimal life and they just mm. know how to parry they just know how to do it i mean heck there were there were people that were playing this game doing no hit runs while we were still in the middle of the damn thing and it right. probably had been out for like less than a month and there's yeah. people out there posting their no hit runs of every boss on elden ring and you're like i ain't, i ain't got that kind of time like, like i'm willing Nick, to play it again but I ain't got that every kind single of time. time yeah yeah so but we should uh, uh, maybe since I brought up, uh, let me solo her. Should we talk about Melina? Melina. Still, I'm still debating on if she's the hardest boss in the game. And we fought. Maybe we should give a spoiler warning at this point. There is a spoiler warning in this. Yeah. There is going to be discussion about one of the tougher bosses. That is, a, it's a, it's not a secret boss because she's very well known. Um, she's on the cover. Uh, she's all over the place, um, but there there might be a little spoiler warning here. So if anybody wants to not hear about the fight with Molina, <laughs> and she's optional would... too, <laughs> she is optional. She is optional, yeah. and yeah, yeah but I, if you don't I, you don't beat her, then what do you what do you miss out on though? You miss out on some cool sh cool stuff. She's got some right. some cool weaponry and some cool uh, spells that you can pick up. So another thing about right. Elden Ring is when, like Souls, when you beat something, you get you would get their soul and you can take their soul. I think demon souls might've been the only one. No bloodborne doesn't do this, but a lot of the other games, I think demon souls does do this. You can take a boss's soul to somebody in the main non attack area or the common ground area. And you can either turn it into a weapon or an item or a spell of some kind. This does the same thing, but every boss you beat, they're called remembrances. So you take their remembrance back to, the the lady that translates the two fingers <laughs> that's a whole nother thing i gotta we gotta talk about the two we'll fingers get, we'll get point. to that that's a whole yeah. nother story yeah. and you can get 
like maybe the weapon they were wielding that was really cool or some kind of cool spell that they were using against you and or utilize armor. it now or their, or their armor well yeah. actually you get their armor naturally when you beat them oh, do you? Um, you, you don't have to use it, the membranes for that yeah you can you have to buy it but it is they unlock after you defeat a lot of those bosses so okay. Radon's, um melina's uh and a bunch of other ones even the uh, uh rainy the uh the blue moon witch that we fight you can get her outfit too um so you miss out on on a really cool spell that has this wonderful effect uh that's the blood it's not the blood loss effect it's the uh god what is the what is the blood poison that they have called there scarlet rot 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 scarlet rot which is another topic we'll discuss briefly here in a minute um and then her really quick sword so spoiler alert about melina if you don't want to hear anything about melina and you want to be surprised and live under that rock still or be shocked when you fight it yourself click mute for the next next minutes or go away three or four minutes or something yeah. yeah Or mute us. I'll give you thumbs yeah. up when we're done talking about it so you can visualize it. So, Melina, you present yourself. It's the red-haired girl with the helmet with the wings on the back of it. She has a prosthetic arm. There's a whole other like, quest line that kind of leads you to getting to Melina, but I won't get into detail because that's a pretty lengthy quest line. You go in. She's fast. She's quick as hell. She's very difficult to kind of counter her timing, but... She has knockback, which is huge. Every time you strike her with a weapon, she'll stutter for the most part. If she's in the middle of a windup, then she can summon some of the windup she'll fight through. But a lot of the time you can stagger her out of a windup. Right. But, but, and this is the worst thing that FromSoft has ever done with a, with a boss of any kind. Every time she hits you or your mimic of any kind or shadow, she gets health back. She gets her life back. She has this thing called, I believe it's called the swan dance. I want to call it, it's a bird. It's the bird dance of some kind. And it's this very elaborate spoon move, hit a lot of times thing. If she hits you and you get sucked into that and you don't die, she'll get basically her entire life back if she's halfway down. So you fight her, you avoid getting hit. But again, the staggering is huge, especially if you have a weapon like the moon veil or rivers of blood, which is the, the two best weapons, in my opinion, as well as most of the community, because they're broken as hell uh, to use in the game. Now, so you beat her her first form. Then there's a second form. Well, I was I was gonna say I was gonna say like one of the things I noticed when you went and fought her is your strategy worked very well for her first phase. Like your first time through, I was like, he's gonna one shot this because yeah. first phase, like bam, done. I was like, way to go, chard, and then. No, second phase. Second phase begins with the lady unfurling her wings and floating above you. The first phase starts off with you trying to figure out the timing of where she is going to impale you. If you do not get out of the way and you manage to dodge the attack, there is an AOE effect that not only will take your life down, but will give you scarlet rot, which then takes your life down even more. Then you have to get through that the rest of the fight, plus all of her other BS moves, plus her getting her life back every time she strikes you. It is a nightmare. But mm-hmm. is is her dive attack like the Crucible Knight's fight? Because I struggled with the Crucible Knight for quite a bit. Yes. But is her, her dive like that? Yes. So it's like Crucible Knight kind of like the up training of yeah. how that animation works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what the game very does similar. too. It's like earlier bosses have very similar movesets. But the later bosses mm-hmm. string it all together in a combo. But you do get some handhold, not handling, training, I guess, on some of those attacks of and animations. It's very true. Um, with that, you you can dodge it. But then there's the with the Crucible Knights, you just roll out of the way. 
and then right. you can kind of get your footing back. But with her, you have to roll and then get out or keep rolling because that AOE effect will destroy you. Um, I'll go ahead and thumbs up because we won't talk about Melina anymore or spoil anything else about that. But <laughs> oh, I was going to say, and this is not a spoiler. This is not a spoiler. So your thumbs up is still valid. But do you remember how many times you fought her? Because I know that we ran a poll. And I think we ran the poll through like 40 attempts and then we stopped running the poll. I stopped. And I think, I think we ended at like 70 attempts. I think it took me 70 attempts to get her down. It took me at least two, three hour streams to do it. And then I think I did it on my birthday. I did. I did it on my my birthday stream. Uh, We got her beat and that's the 24th of April. So I'd been playing Elden Ring from February 25th to April 24th and still had the rest of the game to go. We played that game straight. I remember you reaching out to me in Discord and saying, you know, offline, you're like, dude, I totally got her. I got her to, like, I had to quit because I didn't want to finish her off, but I got her. I was going to kill her. We're going to get her. Like, I remember that. You were so, you were so excited about it. Because I tested out the, I got the Rivers of Blood and I finally leveled it up to where it needed to be useful. And I went in and I used that and it annihilated her. Um, But I I literally was in the middle of the fight offline practicing this move. And I had to like hard, hard close the game because I was, she was like this close to dying. And I hadn't done that. I would have been like, oh, everybody would have missed it. I didn't record it. I didn't have anything going. I was just trying to practice to see if I can get the timing down and get all that stuff. I mean, the hours that we streamed it don't account for the hours I took practicing right. different bosses and stuff right, too. Right, right. All right, yeah. So we don't want to touch. We don't want to go too far into this because we may end up back in spoiler territory. Exactly. Yeah, but no, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you did mention that you you basically got a new weapon and that was a game changer for you. How many instances were like that in the game where a new weapon is what you needed to get further into the game? Because I thought my impression was you could beat Elden Ring with literally any weapon in the game if you upgraded enough although some weapons were certainly better than others right there well a lot of a lot of the community will say that i might have cheesed it and we've had this discussion about the game gives you something to use use it it's not necessarily cheesing it because you're using what the game has given you but that's neither here nor there i got the first weapon that i picked up that was a big weapon that my my artist and good friend November helped me find was the Moon Veil. The Moon Veil was a katana that had this really cool attack where it was basically you slash and it would shoot out like a little arc either forward, sideways, or up and down. Um, yeah. I used that sword pretty much religiously through my playthrough until I got to um, the the Mountain of Giants, which is towards, towards the end of the game. And that's where you find uh, Rivers of Blood is a little bit later on in that area. Um, I sat, I, I ran with Moonvale. I was going to run the whole game with Moonvale. I had no intentions of changing into the weapon. We had that thing fully upgraded and really ready to go. Your stats affect the weapons too. So right, right. you can have a long sword or a bastard sword or your starting sword. But if you have enough poured into your stats and that weapon is leveled up, it'll do killer damage. It just won't have anything special about it that has a stagger or blood loss or something attached to it. Uh, Rivers of Blood has a like a three time X attack that staggers. It causes blood drainage and blood loss on buildup. So blood loss, for those of you who don't know, blood loss is a a buildup uh, mechanic that if you hit something enough, you'll see on you you'll see a bar of like red drop blood droplets. As soon as that thing fills up, a percentage of your life immediately gets sucked away. And it's a big chunk. And then you can keep doing that. And it does the same thing with with bosses and enemies and stuff like that. You'll see like 
I love the blood too. effects in this game. Yeah, it yeah. staggers too. I love the blood effects in this game because you'll see that over exaggerated splash of blood and you'll see half the life like go all the way down. I love that stuff. Um, so it, it, it's got a lot of cheesing stats on it. I believe they they nerfed it a couple times in some of the some of the updates they went through. The Sword of Flame and Fire, they definitely, which is a faith build sword, they nerfed that. I used that one. I, like, I stumbled upon finding it and uh, I respect my build to use it because that's one of the ones where you need faith and you need intelligence to use it properly because it has two abilities, which when I first found it was mind-blowing to me that it's a weapon that casts spells for you and both are amazing. Mm-hmm. The ones, the faith-based spell is like a wave of fire and I was using that, I would walk into a room full of skeletons, I would use it and it was very moderately priced in terms of stamina use or magic use and it would clear room. And then for bosses, you can use the intelligence skill, which is this beam of energy that just destroys bosses look at huge amounts of health at that up to that point i was using the wing reaper mostly for the blood effect and like you mm-hmm. i'm like bleeding is amazing in this game and i was doing i thought well but when i got that sword of fire and flame game changer and i was rocking through so much content with that weapon mm-hmm. and then they patched and nerfed it <laughs> and i was screwed they cut the damage i feel like a 30 percent, and that was just yeah. enough <laughs> where i was like i was mad struggling after that and i was so upset i get why they patched it because it was definitely definitely an overpowered weapon but i love that sword before it was patched it was amazing we i never got a chance to run that one i i did find it we did yeah. pick it up and i was going to start a faith build and then they were like no we're nerfing this bad boy and i went all right well i'll keep running with this mage slash katana build so and speaking of builds we can go ahead and go on this unless anybody else has something they want to cover off of that topic well, I was going to bring up uh, just a couple points. Um, the first one is, uh, we, we touched on it a little bit, but, um, you know, we talked in the last episode about certain intellectual property going from, like, you know, it's it's content to eventually it ends up being open world. That's what happened with Elden Ring. How do you feel about how they handled that? Because, I, I, I mean, I kind of know, I think I know your answer, but, you know, I want to talk about, you know, so many properties you're like, well, okay, Fallout, you know, Fallout 4 is subpar compared to Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas, right? Because it's much more of that. Like they went, it, it's that boilerplate, you know, this quest is the same as the last quest, this quest. So, you know, how about um, FromSoft going full open world? The thing about this version of open world from FromSoft is that I don't feel forced to do anything other than that there's the what the five or six or seven uh demigods that you need to fight to beat the game to unlock the end of the game or get to the final boss or whatever that's pretty much what they lay out for you and that's Mm -hmm. the other thing that jake mentioned was that there's not a lot of discussion going into this game of what is going on and that's the from soft thing the lore is the lore is what you want it to be and then you go on youtube and you can find all these people that have all this lore and you're like, where did you find any of this stuff? And apparently, yeah. it's all in items that you find throughout the game. It's all was, written text. I was going to say, they, yeah. went and, they went and read every single piece, right? Yeah, they patched yeah. it all together, yeah. and they're like, oh, yeah, duh. And I'm like, who the hell is this person? It's like I'm watching Game of Thrones. But I don't know who any of these people are. So with with them going open world and giving me a, me the ability to do whatever I want. No one asked me, I mean, there's the side missions, but there's like that with, with dark souls, you find NPCs out in the world and you talk to them and you can progress their story. 
but you're not forced to progress their story. You're not told to do this. There's all these caves out there that we can explore. And again, we see a lot. I'm not going to, it's not perfect because it's a huge game and there's a lot that needs to go in there. So we see a lot of reskinning of bosses and a lot of, you know, this is the same thing we fought in the last cave, whatever. There's like a hundred something caves out there. Yeah, I'm not going to get nitpicky about, about a reskinned boss that I might have fought earlier. I'm not going to get right. that mad about right. it. I don't feel forced to do anything. Like I felt like we, I mean, we ran around for hours and did nothing, but I didn't yeah. also with like red dead redemption where there's too much to do outside of the main story. There feels like there's just enough to do outside of the main story. And then I go, Oh, we got to, we got to steer back over here. And I feel like I can, I can write the ship quicker than mm -hmm. I can and say red dead, because when I'm running around a red dead, I get shiny raccoon moments instantaneously i see a shiny thing and i go "Ooh, what's that and then my plan to go finish the storyline just went into a four hours right. downward spiral of me chasing snakes out in the middle of the desert <laughs> because some guy was shooting birds with a with a gun that caught my attention you know there's none of that out there there's no there's another settlement that needs your help there's none of that it is literally hey there's a cave over here yo there's gonna be something good in there and that's the other thing is that there is a lot of those games that give you those things either give you money or experience, but that's it. You don't get anything really cool out of right. it. You just get you get some kind of funds or you get to level up, which is great. The, that's fine. It's the boilerplate reward. It's the boilerplate exactly. reward. Yeah. Elden Ring allows me not only to level up and see some cool stuff, but I could get a great weapon out of it. I can get a great summon out of it. I can get great armor out of it. And you find a bunch of stuff in there. It's not like you're just finding the one thing. You you go into the cave system and you find all this cool stuff. You find some spells. You find this, that, and the other. So you're always excited. Like, what am I going to get out of this fight? Oh, that's. I mean, and I'm not to say that things were disappointing. Oh, why did I get? Why did I get some plants to summon? I don't want plants to summon. Whatever. But now I know where they're cool. at. So that's fine. Yeah. Anything else is going to be better. It's going to be. You know, there's only going up from here. You know. Yeah. I found a vendor in one place. I'm like, what the heck? They hide a vendor who sells magic to you in like a cave. <laughs> Again, something that's so great and useful, you could totally miss. So you're definitely you're like, rewarded with exploring, 100%. You're like, Mr. Vendor, do you understand the value of foot traffic? Yeah. Location, <laughs> location, not... location. Why are you in this no deadly wonder. area? And honestly, there's a lot of vendors that if you talk to them, they're like, I hate being here, but I can't leave. Please buy something so I can get out. You know, like... They're, they kind of tongue-in-cheek a lot of that stuff where they're like, yeah. yeah, we know this is a dumb place for the guy to be, so we're going to make it sound like he's forced to be here and he wants to leave, so help him get out. They then you joke. feel bad. You're like, yes, please, take all my ruins and get the hell out of this hellhole. They joke. <laughs> there's a joke on the absurdity. Yeah, exactly. And and I like I like that there's still there's there's still kind of poke at themselves about the you dying and the and all that stuff. I think that's kind of cool. So that's that's my opinion about eldering going into an open world direction is that nobody has forced me to do anything i have literally stepped into the world and there's there's one job to do and i'm going to look around and find things to help me get it done instead of i'm in the middle of something these eight guys need me to do something for them that might help me out other than just sure. give me an ocd that i missed a bunch of stuff and i'll tell you what i get very ocd with dark souls 3 and all those games trying to find all the npcs but I'll keep playing and totally forget about it. And then I'll see it on YouTube or I'll read it in a, in a forum and I'll be like, damn it. You know, I, I don't think about it while I'm playing. I think about it, it's all hindsight. It's all like, damn right. it. 
And I did that a lot with Elden Ring, where I was like, man, I can't get that now because I did 40 missions. I'm 40 missions in front of that. Well, I'll have to remember that the next time we play. But in Elden Ring, you can always go back. And that's the great thing. You can always come back to something because it's so open world. Like, I'll, I'll tell you why I love this game's open world compared to Dark Souls 2, 3. Is if you come across something that you struggle with, I don't have to spend 10 hours until I get good and do and do it. I can take a break and go somewhere else. And I could spend dozens of hours doing something else. Like there's one, uh, Margit, whatever he's called, the guy with the staff early on. Yeah, the first. I struggled yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah. So after 20 tries, I'm like, you know what? I'll come back later. And I went and found something. And you just find this cave system or this dungeon. And there's some of them are quite expansive. And it's you feel like you're worthwhile spending time elsewhere. And then when you're ready, you come back after you level up that freedom to take a break and go somewhere else and still have fun. Even when I was grinding, I was still exploring and finding cool stuff. Like you said, new spells, new items and all that kind of stuff. It felt worthwhile to do that and take a break. I didn't feel forced to go in a direction. Like I know the ultimately what the goal was and that's fine, but I could go there at my own pace. You can't do that in the other souls games, right? When you get a bottleneck with a boss, you have to beat. you have to beat that boss. And I think if I'm not wrong, the other souls games, Enemies stop respawning after a point. So you're actually limited in the levels you can gain in the Souls game. That's crazy to me. When in Elden Ring, there's nothing like that. And that's why this game is, I want I don't want to say accessible, but it, it's more accessible for like more players and a wider audience because you can tackle it in different ways at your own pace. And you don't get that in the other games. Right. And that's another that's another thing that I liked about it was the build system. You got builds in all the other Soulsborns games. You you can do whatever you want to build and start out how your things was. I started out as a samurai, like a lot of people did, because that was kind of an unheard of trait. So we thought that was cool. You know what I did halfway through the game? I went full caster. I was like, this is cool. Let's try something else. I, and I've never played a caster before. So I was like, well, let's try it out. Let's see what works. And it allowed me to do that. And I beat the game with it in the middle of the game being like, I don't want to play this anymore. Let's try something else. And it, you can do the respec and it, and it usually like in a lot of the souls games that I remember, bloodborne doesn't even have a respec system. Once you're committed, you're committed. Mm-hmm. Um, they give you so many different, you have to get a certain item to use the respec. You have to beat a boss to unlock it. And then you have to get a certain item to respec with it. And I was like, they're going to give you like three respects to do this with. Yeah. So I better be very meticulous about doing it. No, F that. I had like 11 respect seeds at the end of the game mm. that I could have at any time gone back. And, and that was the running joke between Sinistar and I, because every time I'd get at a boss and I couldn't beat it, he would scream respect in the, in the, in the chat. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking respect. I will take care of this myself. Well, you know, but, it's because it's because I'm so pro of FromSoft. I was trying to help you yeah, out. Yeah, you're the greatest FromSoft <laughs> player I've ever seen. So I always go I always go face tank. I always face tank. I always find the biggest sword that I can use, and that's my thing. And we did something that I have never done and went more dex dex uh, caster build. And it was fun. It was different, but it was definitely fun. The thing that I loved is is you could see the the uh the 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 tendency to face tank even when you were dex caster. Like it would all of a sudden be like that's why that's when we put in the greed command, right? Yeah, because I I would still try and take things on without I dodge and duck and weave, but I'd still try and put all my I'm like, bro, you got stuff that can attack from a distance, man. Back up, right. back up, and I wouldn't. I'd be like, no, I'm still. Yeah, I got a staff in my hand. It's like lying lifeless in my dead arm <laughs> because I'm using this other weapon to kill things with, you know. And I'm like, why can't I get past this? I'm like, because you're not a strength build, idiot. 
back up and use the other stuff. And once we finally got some good spells and I finally got the idea of how it was supposed to operate, yeah. we were cruising. We we drilled one dude with this with the Comet Azura spell and killed him in one shot halfway through his life. It was incredible. Yeah, that, so, that drill spell was great. And visually no, fantastic. Him. Visually fantastic as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was but, also gonna hey, ask I, Oh, go ahead. Oh shoot. Jake, Jake. We almost go. made it. We almost made it. <laughs> almost had it. We almost had it. It's okay. Uh so I was just gonna say for my build, I originally I was starting out with a um I'm like, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be like Geralt from The Witcher. I'm going to do a Witcher build. So I'm going to use one-headed big-ass swords. I'm going to wear light armor. I'm going to be dodge-rolling like a fiend all over the place. And I'm going to use crafting, because crafting lets you make explodable pots and various pots. So that's how I started playing the game. <laughs> and I was doing okay. But then, uh, what was it I came across? I came across the idea of the um, the weapon arts, I think they're called. Like, it's a very customizable yeah. system, right? Not just leveling up any weapon in the game, but you can also apply an art to it, which gives a special ability, but it also affects the scaling, right? Because in this game, like All Souls games, there's stat scaling for certain weapons. Some some weapons are better with strength, some with, you know, dex. But there's items that you can add, or uh, attachments you can put on an item that or a weapon that increases scaling for different stats or, or nerfs a complete stat. So I was finding the ones that let you increase uh, increase dex scaling, and I went dex as well. And then I found one, I think it was Sacred Blade, which scales weapon with faith. So then I realized I don't even need to make a build with strength or dex. I could play like a, a battle mage or a battle priest. Mm -hmm. I could totally go into combat with any weapon I want. All I need is just, just enough strength and dex to wield it, and then I have Sacred Blade on there, and I can go nuts with faith scaling. So I was doing that for most of the game. And then I came across the... Uh, the Skice, or Scythes, whatever they call them. Mm -hmm. The Winged Reaper is what I found. And I found another one as well. So for the longest while, I was dual wielding these Reapers. And I was killing things. Dual wielding is insane, especially when both of them do bleeding. And you have one of mm -hmm. them with bleeding on top of it, so it stacks. Uh, just a whole lot of fun. So, I mean, I had Faith really, really super high. So I had some spells. But what I found with, with the Faith casting was... Not as flashy as arcane casting, and it wasn't as effective. Even when I had faith super high, a lot mm. of the spells were very slow and didn't do early, do, didn't do nearly enough damage. But there was healing and buffing and stuff, but I really didn't use it very much. So when I saw you playing chart, the caster build, I kept telling myself, "Damn, I should have went intelligence. I should have went arcane because that stuff, the moon spell or the comet spell you can do is just mind blowing, mm. and it does so much more damage than what I was doing with faith." But I ultimately was going through the faith build, and I probably would have finished the game. Dual wielding sides with with faith is probably what I would have done. That's funny because I I watch people do the faith build and I was like, damn it, that's yeah. a cool build. I should have done that build right there. But again, faith 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 strength is such a is such a common thing. I mean, I've not used faith before. I always, like I said, I always do the strength and a little dex in my stuff. But it would be so much similar to what we've already done that I don't feel like I would have been changing it at all. I'd be like, I'm still a big guy with a big sword, smashing stuff, and then. I can heal myself from time to time, but I, there's stuff like there's like, there's, they call it a blood dex build where you get there. And the, the weapons arts were called ashes of war. And I, I wish I had used more of those, honestly, but since I use the, the, uh, the rivers of blood and moon veil, you can't change their, their stats that they mm -hmm. are enchanted weapons that run with that, but they have one that's called the blood dex build. And it's all based on blood, uh, attributes. There's a, there's a, 
art of war called seppuku that you stab yourself and you'll lose life when you pull your sword out what? but it buffs your sword with blood power and then there's moog which is one of the other like secret bosses that you fight later um and he's got a bunch of different blood spells that he has and you can take those blood spells and they're like it's crazy it, like it rains blood on people then it mm. like catches on fire like there's all this crazy stuff you can do with the arcane and the blood stuff that i'm like i want to play it again like i'm yeah. just talking about it right now it's giving me the itch it's it's a great game so replay so value one of those games where you could do multiple builds multiple playthroughs yeah. and I, th- I still feel the game's large enough i could play it three times and not find everything i did in the first playthrough sorry sinistar go ahead right well, no, it's like say, with the replay i was gonna say along alongside like new game plus new game plus one what because there's like the ridiculous new game plus system in the FromSoft games where it's like mm-hmm. new game plus nine or something ridiculous right um Aside from that, uh, replay value of even just starting new and and doing a different build, right? Mm-hmm. I I started over. I did a replay on my own, like I just kind of refired it back up just to see what was up, and I reset all my stats, but I kept Rivers of Blood and a couple other stats because I wanted to do the faith strength thing. So the idea was, you wipe your stats, you start over again and then you start building upon your base character instead of going in with all the stats you already have so you can then transfer all your stuff over so i had the faith of sword the sword of faith of flame because i found it and i still had it in my inventory so i pulled that bad boy out i'm like okay you take on the very first botch which is the you know the crawly guy that kills you and then sends you into the pit if you die and i'm fighting it and i'm doing well because i just played the game i just beat the final boss which was way harder than this guy is so i'm dodging and weaving whatnot i'm doing no damage at all and i'm getting irritated so i switch back to rivers of blood because i'm impatient (laughs) i killed it in two hits it was done so the thing that's supposed to kill you and send you to the next area and introduce you to the front world's uh, land between, I killed. I killed it. I was like, okay, so I'm walking around. Well, where the hell do I go now? Like, what am I supposed to do? So I walk out. The door opens up, right? And I see a little shiny item to go pick up. So I'm bebopping over. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just grab this item. No, the ground comes off from under me, and I fall and die. So... <laughs> That's final that's, destination that's right their there. resolution to getting you into the next area to start the game up is by throwing you throwing you down a hole that you don't expect. So good job. I love you it. beat you beat the thing that was supposed to do it. So here, screw you. Now you're gonna die naturally. Well, there's no place else to go. You can't go anywhere else. So you get you something. Just walk off and there's like thing? a cliff. What's it? You beat it. Yeah, you can beat it. But you, you get the hell something out of it from it, though? Did. Is there a reward for being Yeah, you get, uh, you get its shield and its sword that it first starts out with, which are oh, both nice. faith-based okay. uh, weapons. They're pretty cool, um, especially for the starting area. But I think they're like, you're like coming out of the castle, your base base stats, and you're like, yeah, so I need 50 faith to wield this, even to put <laughs> it on? Okay, so I'll see this in the next 20 goddamn hours. Cool, I'll just put this yeah. away in my backpack. So, you know, it's... Yeah, I, I spun that thing right back up and was ready to dive right back in and go at, go at it again. That's how much fun I had with it. And if it, if it weren't for my dedication to my stream, we'd be playing it still. I'd still be mm. playing it right now because it's it's so much fun and it's so damn cool. So I, I tell you what I'm going to do. There's a um, there's a mod on Nexus for, for Elden Ring and it's an item randomizer, right? Because that was the one thing oh. with this game. I said to myself, what if I could play it and all the weapons and spells are 
in different areas. It's like a roguelike in a way, although obviously the dungeons mm-hmm. and areas don't change. So it randomizes, right. it scrams all the items in the game. I really want to try this mod. It's not perfect. It's still very early. Um, it, it does things like uh, smithing stones. It randomizes the location of smithing stones or the item they come out of. So you oh, can kind of, if the bad seed, screw yourself out of certain critical items. But if that gets fixed, and I can use that. So when I'm starting a new area and I could get I could get rivers of blood on the first body, or I could get, you know, a smithing stone and a, a major chest. Like that would be awesome. I can't wait to try the game again with that mod. I'm just gonna give it a few more months. Give me a boss randomizer and I am 100 percent in an item boss randomizer can you imagine walking out leaving the cathedral and looking out on the world and seeing melina running around out in the middle where the stupid tree sentinel is supposed to be you're like use a well, bow this was totally this is a total failure excellent oh, great. Or, or, but or at least you're not fighting her in a cave i've got the whole world to fight her in now or so, the very first boss kind of is the uh, is the elden beast oh yeah right <sighs> That thing's huge. What's it doing out in the middle of the world here? Crap. Imagine that. And then, like, one of the stupid, like, Lorder and Knights is, is the final boss of the game. Two hits and he's done so. That would be fun. I think that would be cool yeah. as hell to check that out. Is there anything else that you guys want to want to ask, or is there anything else you would like to talk about this wonderful? Well, this wonderful I was going to bring up, I, I wanted to throw a warning, a warning to all my. Uh, all my uh, trypophobia friends. Um, oh yeah. Avoid avoid Caleb. Avoid Caleb. I'm just gonna throw. That yeah. Out. There's also Sinistar is a big fan of poison swamps mm. and and areas that are are death incarnate. There is an area and it's called Caleb. And Caleb is, I think it's the third area you kind of go to. It's right next door to Lingrave, which is the starting the the beginning yeah. area. And you can't go to Caleb. You can go to Caleb. You can go anywhere the hell you want. And I, I talked about it in the open world one. Yeah, you don't even have to go to Stormvale to fight Godric or uh, Margot. Right. You can go right past both of them and go. You can go wherever the hell you want to start this game out. You even go to the the city of Lindell if you if you so if you so deem it necessary to do so. But Kaled is the place where the blood rot. So the story is Melina, which we've talked about numerous times in here. She is the queen of the blood rot. She she mm-hmm. is the she brought blood lot blood. blood, blood, blood blood rot to the world i can't say it um there was a major battle between her and general radon who is this very large individual and a very tiny horse um right. i got a kind of a funny I story I, I got a funny story to to go with that um we'll explain radon's thing here too it's a kind of a cool feature he's one of the few bosses that has this feature um there was a big war between the two of them um, to see who was the strongest or whatever, some kind of combatant. And she beat him because she infected him with blood rot, which blood rot basically eats you from the inside out. That's right. it's a poison that basically rots you away to your nothing but a shell of your former self, and you go insane and, and whatever. It's, it's Drano. It's Drano. It's exactly yeah, what it exactly. is. It's, it's just drinking wreck, Drano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, this, so his entire realm of Kalid, which used to be beautiful and nice and all this other stuff, is now... A trophobia nightmare of sequential circles that are stacked upon each other that look little, like weird little holes things little holes, would, little holes yeah. yeah little yeah. holes my my wife has the same same kind of fear about it um so yeah tryptophobia warming if you're walking around kayla don't look at the plants too much because you will kind of get the heebie-jeebies yeah <laughs> um so to fight radon 
in Kaled after you navigate the blood blood scarlet rot infested swamps and all the garbage that's in there that place is a nightmare but it's it's a really cool land like environment it's a cool environment but it's a hell of a place to get there there's a festival that's going on and you meet up with all these other warriors in radon's castle and then you go in to fight radon at, at this festival and you can summon npcs to come and assist you in this all-out war now this dude this dude is enormous, and he has a stupid little horse that he little, rides. Little with. horse. It's a little horse. Like Science. you wouldn't even know it's there unless you were on top of him, and you're like, "Dude, he's riding a horse," and the horse <laughs> looks like sickly and dying. It's, like it it's looks that, messed up. It's that like whatever that Looney Tunes character where it's like the big guy on the little horse, right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. That's exactly yeah. it. Well, they actually have lore behind this whole thing, so I'm going to tell you it. It's actually kind of cool. So Radon has gravitational magic. That's one of his powers that he has. He summons stones and he can lift shit up and throw it at you. He gets gravitational things that attach to his swords and make it stronger. It's a really cool kind of fight. You have this whole area that you're playing with and he's running around on this little horse. Well, as he's his his horse has been with him since he was a child. So I'm hearing now you can quote me if I'm wrong on this. It's fine. I don't care. But this is what I was told and what I heard about. He's had this horse since he was a kid. Um, so he's had this horse forever. He learned the gravitational magic so he can continue to ride this horse even in its old age so they wouldn't crush it while he was on it. So somebody thought of that, thought of like how this is going to work with this character because you just look at it and you're like, it's a goofy looking horse with a giant dude on top of it. But it turns out they were like, well, we're going to make a little cool little side story for this guy too to kind of go with it. And it's silly and it sounds funny, but the what gets me is the thought process of somebody actually going out and thinking about we're not just creating this character for him to go run at you and he's got these stats and he looks this way because of this he he, there's a story behind it there's a reason behind it and i was like that's neat that's neat that there's some thought put into why this guy's riding a super tiny horse in this battlefield and why he can still still do his thing so it's it's cool yeah it's little sebastian he's riding little sebastian yeah can I talk about that fight for a second? Because that was that was my it, first pain point, really, with with Radon, because just the, just the opening, right? You you it's cool. There's a party going on. You can you can recruit everybody. There's a living jar for some reason. It's the first time I saw that weird thing. But you enter the I zone and you, you cross across it in his island, and it's a massive field. Like the scale is huge, and you can see Radon in the distance, and then you see this flash of light, and it comes mm-hmm. spiraling towards you. Uh-huh. And it hits you, and your half your life is gone, and you're flat in your ass. And you can ride yeah. your mount in this in this zone. Doesn't matter if you get hit; you're knocked right off your damn horse. <laughs> the first yeah. five, no, you know what? Let's be let's be real. The first twelve tries of this boss, I couldn't get past <laughs> the first barrier because he kept yep. shooting at me, and I couldn't dodge fast enough. That was the fight where I said, "I'm done." I put my controller down. I got off my couch, I went to my office, sat at my PC, spun the game up with a proper controller, wired the lowest latency possible, and I played on my computer from then on forward. Because you can't suffer any frames of lag when you're fighting that boss, because you need to dodge perfectly multiple times. And that's what that, that fight, ultimately for me to beat it, I was summoning two players to help me. I felt so stupid after. Something two players to help me. We'd go in there, and my one job, my one role in that fight, was to dodge roll a like son of a gun, 
summon all the NPCs and just run circles doing it over and over again. That's all I did. I only hit Radon maybe yep. twice the entire fight. I let yep. the NPCs do it for me because that son of a bitch kept killing me. But but it's just like, you don't feel bad. Don't feel bad yeah. how you do that. That's I did the same damn thing. So don't feel bad. That's that's how that's how that fight's designed. I've seen yeah. people do it with no help. I don't know how they do it. And I know people that are like, yeah, I didn't like two tries, no problem. And that's the other thing about it is that there's these people out there that just my my buddy who's here is Gibson. He and I have been talking about it. he doesn't play a lot of Dark Souls. He went in and Everybody knows, most of you guys know, the Nameless King is the hardest boss right. fight I have fought in a Souls game. I've beaten him once, and I have yet to do it again. He is impossible to me. I don't know how to time his timing. He's too fast. And I'm playing I'm playing attached to everything. I played it on PC. I played it on PlayStation 4. No latency. Controllers plugged in. Everything. Trying to get past this guy. Cannot do it. He did it in, like, I want to say two shots. And he was like, "Yeah, it's easy." Wow. But, but then, then, but then, but then he I turned around. That, then he turned around and formatted his machine. So, like, then he, yeah, yeah. Then he went full Gibson, and you never go full Gibson, right? Um, but then <laughs> there's this, and it's the opposite angle where there's Yarm. Yarm is the giant, the giant mm-hmm. flame giant that you fight in Dark Souls Three, and they give you a weapon to beat him. There's another guy in Elden Ring that's the same way, where they give you a weapon to beat him or basically help you get to at least the second phase. This sword that you get in Dark Souls 3, you find it in the same damn chamber as fighting the boss. You don't have to go right. hunt it down. It's available to you. And then you got to do some quick menuing, and then you pick it up, and then it's it's basically called the Giant Killer, I believe, and you it Something has like a special that. attack that takes like four hits and it kills him. I did that in two tries. It's mm-hmm. easy to me. He hates that fight. He hates it. He vehemently tells me how terrible and how stupid that fight is. And I'm like, bro, they give you they give you what you need to do it. Like, I don't get it. But it's just the way people's brains work. It's just how these games are designed. People go in there. Let me solo her, for example, can kick the hell out of Melina without any problems. Well, it takes me 72 freaking times to figure out a strategy that requires an OP weapon that's broken as hell and a mimic that looks just like me with the same exact broken weapon right. using it on the boss. It's I, I, I really do. Uh, I just like how FromSoft gives you the, uh, the ability to approach it in all yeah. kinds of different forms. And it, anybody can do, I mean, anybody can beat these games, get good, get whatever. It doesn't matter. If you're I just like you're hard-headed enough to get past the fact that this game is designed <laughs> to piss you off and you can just let it not piss you, just let it go and just be like, okay, I'm going to try again. I always, I got through it by thinking it as it's a retro game to me. It's mm. just like Mega Man. It's just like all those retro games. It's like freaking Shatterhand, like last night. I, I suck at it. I'm terrible at them. But if I keep going, I will eventually get good enough to beat it. Battletoads. I beat Battletoads, but it took me forever to do it. You just have to be... You just have to be charred headed to get through it and just understand that these games are designed to teach you that dying is supposed to be like, well, maybe I shouldn't do that again. So you know, you, try funny, something different. It's funny you say that because uh, Darkest Dungeon taught me to embrace death. And yeah. I still get pissed at Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> There's permadeath in Darkest Dungeon, right? Oh, yeah. Like the, yeah. the whole, the whole the whole premise in darkest dungeon is don't get attached to your characters. Wow. Elden Ring is kind of like that, but then you keep coming back to life. Well, thing with Elden Ring that's different than the souls games is 
when you die, what have you really lost, right? In the other games, if you lost souls, I felt it was a big problem because it's a finite resource. Yeah. You you can't grind forever. In Elden Ring, if you lose a few thousand souls, you've lost some time, but it's easy to get it again, right? You're right. never yeah. worried about souls. My my thing with Elden Ring was when I was entering a dungeon for the first time or a, looked like a dungeon or a cave or I was going to fight a boss, the first thing I did was look at my, my rune count. And if I was close to a level, I would stop, go grind for a few minutes and spend them. And I went in fresh with nothing on me. So if I died, I didn't care. Because the great thing about this game is, and I don't know if Souls did this, There's, it's not the signs of grace, but there's like the statues that you respawn at. You can't level yeah, up. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the armless ladies already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you die in a boss fight, you don't have to corpse run back really that far. Sometimes you do, but for the most part, you're only a minute away, if that. So I felt like as mm -hmm. long as you kept your rune count low when you knew a boss was coming, and they telegraph that so easily, so if you know you're going to go to boss, spend your runes, go there fresh, but nothing on you. And if you die, who cares? You're not really losing anything. Right. Every death is attempt to get better and practice. And that's what it is. And that's that's another reason why this game is so good. It's so much better than the other Souls games. It really is. And it's killing me because I feel like we've barely scratched the surface on all the great stuff in this game. We yeah. haven't even talked about Two Fingers or Rennie or the endings. And we probably don't have time to. But it just, there's so much in this game. It's so expansive, and the lore, as obscure as it is, is still so great. It's so mysterious in a way that I just love. Like, we haven't even talked about Dung Eater. <laughs> oh, if I say Dung, Dung Eater, Eater yeah, yeah. you're like, what the hell? Yeah. But he's a really interesting right. character, and there's a story, side story with him, and you don't even we didn't even talk about it, and it's just insane how much there is in this game. It's such a fantastic game. It really is. I really wish I had 50 more hours to beat it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's Let's come back in a year when you guys finally beat it. There and we, we can talk about it some more. <laughs> I feel like this is Sisyphean game number two. If they don't do DLC for this game, I would be shocked. I would It would surprise the hell yeah. out of me if they didn't some kind of DLC to this game. Um, I know that we sometimes try to capture questions in, in chat. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, uh, we are live streaming on YouTube. Uh, I do want to bring up a good question that um, Gibson posed. Um, I'll read it out and then I'll I'll let you know, whoever wants to answer it, answer it. But uh, does Dark Souls die and the new era of Souls like go to Elden Ring or does it evolve into something higher than El Elden Ring? You want to try it first, Jake, and I'll take the second one? Yeah, I was going to say, is this what Dark Souls 4 is going to be? Um, I don't know. I, like, I like how FromSoft is not afraid to take inspiration from their formula that works, but they always do th new things with it, right? Sekiro and Bloodborne are two games that are Souls games, but they feel quite a bit different than Elden Ring. The yeah. open world aspect, I like a lot. I don't necessarily need to see open world in a Dark Souls 4, but I hope they have the mentality of, how can we make Dark Souls 4 still difficult, because that's a thing, but maybe a little bit appeal to the wider audience. Give people other mm -hmm. ways of, of getting through fights. Bring back magic. Bring back the summons, like in Elden Ring. I know there's similar aspects of that in, in Souls games, but Elden Ring really has options for your builds. Give people the option to have all that stuff. If I can summon two players and summons and I can do a boss, then that gives me options. So I'm not banging my head against the wall. That bottleneck of bosses in past games is the breaker for me. Give me ways around that in Dark Souls 4 and I'll be happy. Open world is amazing. And I love it. I don't want to know how many hours of work this company put into making this game, though, because the world is right. so huge and so detailed. 
they can't do that for every game they release, right? Armored Core, when that comes out, is not going to look like this. It can't. They just don't have the resources to make such a huge game, right? It's it's like Breath of the Wild. They can't make Breath of the Wild in a year. They're going to need like 10 years to make a game like this. So I don't think we're going to see Dark Souls, Dark Souls 4 like this. I see them going back to that linear method, but maybe some of the accessibility and, and options for players is brought over. Okay. I... um. I'm on the other I'm on the other end of the spectrum spectrum than than Jake. I I would prefer my Dark Souls to be the same way as the other ones. I want it linear. I want the bosses to be tough. You can give me extra things to help me out if you want, or you can allow me to explore and find the weapons. That that I do like um, about Elden Ring, but I don't want it to be open world. I I think Dark Souls is so rooted in its Dark Souls is really ro- rooted in its lore. It's it's beautiful um architecture it's it's cool boss design and it's really intricate fighting style um same thing as sicaro and and i'm finding with bloodborne very very different but similar kind of styles i think elden ring needs to be elden ring 2 if that if we ever see the day that that comes out um that elden ring 2 can keep on to its open world format um, we find a, a more decrepit lands between uh, the new Elden Lord has gone insane, which was your old character or something like that. And you have to go and, and free the world. That would be cool as heck. But Dark Souls 4 needs to be linear. I need to be I need to be bottlenecked by bosses. I need to throw my controller on my desk and walk away for a few minutes and then come back and say, well, you know what? Sanity is insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. We're going to do this again for another 70 goddamn tries until we're done with the stupid boss that's i like i like that i like it, i like the challenge because it challenges me to be better at these kinds of these types of games nice all right guys awesome like you I said one last thing yeah hit me hit me baby one, one, more one last thing i just want to show this so I, I saw today that somebody i mean it's not a full game but somebody took Elden Ring. Right. Did a yeah, Game yeah, yeah. Boy. I don't want to forget this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to show it real quick because we have to we have to see this. Elden Ring on the Game Boy. Obviously, fan game. Obviously, it's janky. But guys, it's on itch. It's free. And it's a two-button game. One button sword like Zelda. One button does the roll. And you guys can't see it right now, but on the stream, they're seeing gameplay of it. It's wild. To see somebody put in the dedication <laughs> of making Elden Ring and doing a fan game like this. And they have a bunch of dialogue from all the NPCs are in here. There's a boss fight with Margaret later on. It's so fantastic to play and it's free. But the really cool thing is it's actually a Game Boy game that works on real hardware. If you're one of those few that has an analog pocket or if you have a mister, this will work on those systems. And it's just wild to me that this is a thing. Or, I'm gonna or spin it up this in Retro yeah, and it works it's, in your English. Yeah, retro it art. does. It does. I tested it. It does work on retro. Anyway, so, sorry to interrupt. Um, but yeah. No, you're good. You're good. I I'm looking at it. I'm I got it up over here, and it like <laughs> not only does it look like Final Fantasy Adventure, it does look like the beginning area of Elden Ring. <laughs> really, yeah. I mean, as 2D and an over top view as it can be, I'm looking at it going. That's what the starting area actually. They did a great job of it. Yeah. <laughs> this this little beetle thing. This is hiding. Well, is that I supposed to be Margaret or whatever? This is Margaret right here. Yeah, like yeah. they did the Margaret fight, and it just it's hard too. Like I died a couple times. To this guy, <laughs> just like the real thing. So cool. But this is the this is the fan dedication 
that is just wild to me that Elden Ring has brought forth, right? Like you have randomizer mods, you have a demake, you have people exploring the lore of Elden Ring in so much detail in the wikis, people breaking down everything about this game. I really do hope we get DLC and I really hope we get an Elden Ring 2 because I love what they've done with this. Awesome. Me too. I, I, and I, it goes without saying, and I know I gush about it and, and I'm the I'm the souls born player of the of the of the podcast. But this this game truly is one of the best games I have seen. Um, it came out complete. It didn't come out with 800 million patches that needed to repair it. Yeah. There were some buggy issues, but there's always going to be a bug here and there. But sure. for the most part, it's it, it was a complete version. It was like Tiny Tina or Terrible Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Both came out complete with no crazy DLC to fix the game. Th- these people have have taken care of their customer and have released a product that is not only fun and exciting, but it is completed. And now we're like sitting here going, when can we get a little bit more? When can we get some DLC? So right. anything, give me like four yeah. more, five more bosses to fight. And you know, when they do release DLC, it's not going to be like, oh, we give you two extra bosses. It's going to be like two extra bosses and like 20 new dungeons to go through and new right. weapons and whatnot. So yeah. it's when it's done, it's going to be done right. And it's going to be, it's going to be really good. I think. Guys, this has been a fantastic discussion, and I, I'm really glad mm-hmm. to have your guys' opinion and and let me gush a little bit about uh, a non-retro game for a little while. Uh, <laughs> I promise we'll go we'll go more in a retro direction from this point on until we talk about things like Gary Oldman and uh, peanut butter sandwiches and, and, and macaroni with chicken strips and bidets. Um, and bidets, yes, they're bidets not to spoil. Not going to give any spoilers away for next week, but we are getting back to retro next week. That's what I we will are. Say. Well, actually, we are. It's, it's going to be a real fun episode. Actually, for that, and we might as well, if you don't mind me, just giving off where you can listen to Press B. So, Press B to cancel is an audio podcast. You can find us on Apple and Google Podcasts. You can find us on Stitcher, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, all these places, as well as live on YouTube on Friday evenings at five thirty PST or eight thirty Eastern. I want to bring this up as well. If you go to our website, pressbeatacancel.com, you'll find a link to our Discord and also our socials like Twitter. And I'm bringing this up because next week we're actually going to do an episode regarding Mega Man. We're going to rank some Mega Man games. So what I've asked the community is go to our Discord, go to our Twitter, and just let us know your top three favorite Mega Man games. I don't care what generation. Just give me your top three and let me know why it isn't Mega Man DOS. <laughs> but I want I, your top I three. Think, we're going to compile this for this episode. I think we are trying to restrict it to platformers right so what i what i'm doing is just asking for three in general and then we'll divide it up in episodes later okay so okay because i want to hear the links so very cool true i mean there's there's a plethora of those out there so that'll be good to go speaking of plethora guys are there a plethora of locations that they can locate you at (laughs) sinistar where can where can we find your beautiful face at uh always right well not always most weeks right here um, I'm also on Twitter, uh, Sinistar 77 and on Twitch, Sinistar 77. Uh, yeah. And sick Jake, where can they f- see that beloved punim? Well, uh, I am sick Jake and you can find my FSS and attitude on Twitter and occasionally on Twitch. S I C J A K E. I'm never <laughs> going to be able to host a game ever again. And this how has been about, a great one. This has been a great one shot, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. How about you, you effervescent host of Glory Chard Monk? Where can we find you? You, you can find me on the internet. Um, I am on uh, Twitch at uh, www.twitch.tv forward slash Chard Monk. Uh, you will see me on there Thursdays through Sundays. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter. You can hit me up on Instagram, TikTok, and you will 
more than likely see me here every Friday. Uh, again, uh, 5.30 Pacific Standard, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Guys, thank you so much. This has been fun. Thank you, everybody, for coming and listening, talking about a very, very cool game. If you have any interest in try it, please. And I hope this podcast helped drive you in that direction to go pick it up, give it a spin, or if you put it down, give it another shot and see what you think. This has been Press B to Cancel. If you liked it, you should have put a ring on it. By Anna Commando? I'm trying to be Wolf. Stalwart attempt. (laughs) Stalwart attempt. I tried. Nice try. Thank you.